Welcome to Life, a podcast all about living in full expression. I am your host, Farron Drew Thompson, and I'm here to share my experiences as they continue to unfold in this life to support you in yours. I'm inherently curious, and I created this show to explore my own human evolution, learn from others, and create a community in which we can all dive deeper into discovering our truest, most authentic selves. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. A reminder that this week is the last chance to apply for my fall one-to-one program. If you're interested in learning more, you can read all about it at the link in the show notes. Take a little look and apply if it feels aligned for you. If you have questions, if this program is the right fit for you, please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email at hello at farandrew.com. I so look forward to hearing from you and reading your beautiful applications. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to an all new episode of Life. I am coming to you live on Monday, October 3rd at 10.18 p.m. I have left this episode to the very last minute. As many of you know, if you've been listening I am house-sitting for my uncles who were on a three-week trip to the UK and they just returned today and I had plans to record this episode earlier in the day and then of course the day got away from me and had a million things to do just to prepare for them to arrive home and so they are fast asleep in their home and I have walked over to their little adjacent bunkie to record this after they've gone to sleep so that I don't wake anybody up. So this is a very live episode, one of the closest to the wire ones I've ever done. It's funny how the last few weeks I feel like I've really been pushing these episodes to the last minute. Sometimes I find that I have to wait for the inspiration to strike and I always know that I'm going to come up with an episode idea, but some weeks I find I have it all planned out. I have an interview or I have a specific topic that I've planned out in advance and then other weeks like this one, I just wait for that bolt of lightning to come through and that is exactly what I'm going to be talking to you about today. I've recently enrolled in a meditation teacher training program with a company from New York and I am doing a 12-week program and at the end of it I will be a certified meditation teacher which is something that is so cool to me and really funny how sometimes life takes you in a direction that you would have never have otherwise predicted. Um, It all started with a dream that I had which maybe I'll explain another time but it got me diving into a Google search of, is there a governing body for meditation teachers? And lo and behold, it brought me to this program and here I am. So every Thursday night, I join my fellow meditation teacher training students and we learn all about the foundations of meditation. And through this program, we learn primarily about the Buddhist foundations of meditation. And that's what sparked the idea for this podcast. In last week's lesson, we learned all about these foundational principles of Buddhism called the five precepts. Unlike other religions, Buddhism, I learned, has no 
equivalent to the Ten Commandments. There's no you shall do this. There's no sort of hard and fast rules um, that are super concrete like that. However, there are these five precepts, which are sacred vows that you take as you enter into Buddhism. And depending on how you interpret them, that's kind of how they reside in your life, shall we say. This is my, I'm going to preface this whole conversation by saying that I am just learning about this. And so this is a very um, basic understanding of all of this. And if you are Buddhist, or if you are an expert on this topic, know that I am coming at this with a very basic level, or even if you're interested in learning this, please do your own research. This is just me recalling what I have learned as a very new beginner. The five precepts are no killing of any kind, no killing animals, no killing any creatures. Also can pertain to the killing of ideas. So if you're in a meeting or something and someone starts talking and you don't agree with them, no killing of any ideas of any kind. The second precept is no stealing. Again, that pertains to material objects, but also to um, intellectual property and essentially abstaining from taking anything that's not freely given. The third precept is no lying, and that's the one that we're going to focus on today. So we'll dive deep on that. The fourth precept is no sexual misconduct. And the fifth precept is no intoxicants. So maybe on other weeks, we can dive into the other ones as I continue to learn. But the one that I'm interested in focusing on today is the precept of no lying. Part of the reason why I found this precept so fascinating, what piqued my interest is that when I read that one, I thought, okay, well, I consider myself to be a very honest person. In my household growing up, my mom specifically and my dad, but mostly my mom valued honesty over pretty much anything else. She always told us to be honest. She always told us that it was of the utmost importance and that we would always be accepted and honored and respected if we told the truth. You know, if she asked us, did you eat the last cookie or did you, whatever. I'm, I'm thinking mostly around food stuff because I always love to eat sweets and sugars and things. But to just tell the truth and there was no fear of getting in trouble. Although of course there was always a fear of getting in trouble, but she always made it very clear that honesty was above all else, the most important thing and that we would always be embraced for being honest. Um, and so when I read about this precept, I thought to myself, Hmm, well, I don't really lie. And then once my teacher started really exploring this concept and exploring what, it, what does it mean to lie? And how can we examine this concept of lying outside of what we define as kind of like the, the regular understanding, aka I tell you something that's untrue, or I tell another person something that's untrue. But when we really begin to unpack it, I realize that lying can pertain to lying to yourself, it can pertain to white lies, it can pertain to lying out of compassion for another these are all such interesting interpretations of the word lie that I hadn't even considered before. And the way that my teacher explained it to us was that when she first learned about these precepts and she began to explore her own relationship with lying, she realized that she lied all the time. And an example that she gave was that 
something that might resonate with all of you, it certainly resonated with me, was that when she would arrive late somewhere because she left late or she mismanaged her time or something like that, and she would say, I'm so sorry I had a subway delay, even though she had a totally smooth ride getting wherever she was going and she just wasn't able to leave her house on time. And that to me was like this aha moment where I realized, holy moly, I actually feel like I lie all the time. When I really started to think about it and examine the language that I use every day, it started to connect something in my brain. And something we also explored in class was this concept of using your speech in a very intentional and clear way. And that also pertains to lying. I tend to be a very effusive person. I am always very overly expressive. You know, I'm somebody who texts with a million exclamation marks and emojis and just always is, um, I guess, somewhat over the top sometimes in my communication, specifically to friends and loved ones, if we're having casual conversations and things. But I tend to say things like, I can't wait for this, or I'm so excited for this, or like, this was truly literally the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. It was the cutest dog I've ever seen in my life. It was the tallest building I've ever seen. And although those things are, yes, of course, I'm an avid conversationalist. I consider myself to be a very good storyteller. And those things can all add a bit of flourish and embellishment that I find and I've heard make things more entertaining. I realized that sometimes those things actually carry over into my day-to-day conversations. And it really made me pause and think, wow, like when I'm doing that and when I am exaggerating things, that is a form of lying. And I don't say this to be hard on myself or to like nitpick every single thing that I say or do. It's more an experiment to just observe how am I using language And am I being truthful with my language? And I think when I looked at it that way, it really hit home with me that I could be using language in so much more of an effective way. I could be communicating with others and with myself in such a clear manner that really communicates what my needs are. And when I looked at it that way, I realized that this this concept of lying really applies to not only the act of lying, but your language, but also your actions and the way that you spend your energy. If you get invited to a dinner and you don't want to go, maybe because the people who are at the dinner make you feel drained or you're exhausted because you have a really busy work week or you really want to spend quality time with your partner or whatever the case may be, but you RSVP, yes, because fill in the blank here. You feel obligated. You feel bad if you don't. You feel like it's something you, quote, should do. All of these things tie into this kind of concept of lying. It's kind of tied into that same idea that you are not communicating your needs in a clear, effective way. And Maybe I'm taking this to the extreme, but I think for me, I felt like this shift within me where all of a sudden I've started to observe my actions in the days that I've 
that in the days that have followed since I've learned about this precept and recognized how many times that I am dishonest and really question myself on why, why was I not able to tell the truth in that moment? I'm going to give you an example that stood out to me. The other day I was visiting my mom and I borrowed her bike and my mom being a lovely and caring mother always makes sure that if we're riding our bikes that we have our bike lights on and she was out of the house when I was getting ready to leave and I borrowed her bike I threw on her helmet and I thought to myself as I was getting ready oh I should probably look for bike lights it's getting dark and I know they're around here somewhere but I didn't look for the bike lights for whatever reason I was running out the door I was too lazy whatever and I left the house and later I was talking to my mom and she asked did you borrow my bike I said yes she said are you wearing a helmet I said yes she said do you have your bike lights and I said no I looked for them I couldn't find them anywhere but it's okay it's all good and she said oh don't forget there's some built into my helmet we had the rest of the conversation and it wasn't until the next day I believe that I realized that I had lied why did I lie about such a silly simple thing I mean, perhaps when I look at it, it could be an internalized fear of getting in trouble from when I was a kid, you know, not doing what I knew I was, quote, supposed to do or something, but it really didn't feel that way. It just felt like I was being kind of lazy, like taking the path of least resistance, even though I would not probably have been met with any resistance. Anyways, it's something I'm still thinking about and reflecting on, but it just goes to show you how easily lying can become ingrained in our day-to-day life and even just that simple moment it took me a full day to become aware of it and so my intention in the days that move forward and the weeks that move forward in my meditation course and beyond is to just watch how these precepts really play a role in my life and really get intentional with how I want to live my life Another example that my teacher spoke about was how when you get invited to a meeting or a lunch or an event or something like that, how there's the tendency to not commit or to give kind of a non-answer like that should work or something where you're not really being clear, you're not committing and you're not declining. And she described it as this kind of like squishy in between place. And this concept resonated so deeply with me. I don't know about you all, but whenever I get invited to something, I tend to read the text or the email or whatever. And then I think about it for a moment. And then obviously as life goes on, I get distracted and get kind of tied up with things. And then a day will go by and I'll think, oh shoot, I didn't respond to that thing. But really the root is that I just need a little time to think about it. So if that is the case and following this precept, then my reaction could be, hi, I've received this invitation. I need a day to get back to you and I will respond tomorrow. How easy is that? That is so simple. But instead, I kind of avoid that and take this path of least resistance and go inwards and then to the other person or party or whoever has invited me, it feels like I'm ignoring them or that I'm avoiding it. And so that is definitely something that I could get better at for sure. And I've found over the last few days, 
I'm really just nerding out over this and feeling so freaking excited over what's to come because I think if I really reflect on it, I have always deeply desired to be very clear and concise and simple with my words. And for some reason, I've fallen into these patterns of the way that I speak and the way that I communicate and this path, this Buddhist path and this precept feels like an invitation to liberate myself from those patterns and step into the version of myself that I want to be, step into the version of myself that is my highest self and really embody the person, embody the values that I want to live my life by. This concept has really provided me with this profound perspective of it's never too late to change your patterns. It's never too late to examine yourself and be curious about yourself. And these are things that I already know. And these are things that I teach. These are things that I live my life by. And yet, for some reason, sometimes we're so ingrained in something that we almost don't have the awareness to even look or to notice. And I think that is what this has awakened within me. This beautiful invitation to just be aware, just be noticing. And it has truly shocked me and excited me and inspired me. And I wanted to share this with all of you because I wonder how this resonates with you. Do you lie throughout your day? Are there moments of dishonesty? Are there moments of disconnection from self when you are compromising what you want or need to support somebody else or to follow through on something that you feel obligated to do? It's just so interesting. I think that's really what it comes down to. And I'm so curious to know if this is something that you experience too. I want to invite all of you who are listening to observe yourself for a day or if you're feeling up to it a week and notice, simply just notice how many times you are dishonest with your word, how many times you exaggerate, how many times you tell a white lie, how many times you lie to make somebody feel good. Somebody asks you, hey, do you like this dress? I'm just pausing for effect here. Like how many times have we said something because we think it will make somebody feel better? I know for myself, I am a very complimentary person too. And often someone will give me a compliment and I'll give it right back. Someone will say, I love your sweater. And I'll say, just out of habit, I love your sweater too. Because I want to say something and, and without taking a pause, I just think, oh, I better say something quickly right back. Whereas if I just took a moment I'm and I felt obligated to say a compliment, I'm sure I could see something genuinely that I could compliment this person on. But it's almost like a reflex. And again, this is something else that I've observed about myself. And I just feel like this precept, it's connected to so many different parts of life. Maybe it's just me, but I have a feeling that many of us will have this resonate in different ways. It's wild. Like I just feel so lit up by this. And I also just feel like kind of starting again and 
embarking on this journey of becoming a meditation teacher and having that be a part of my practice feels so uncomfortable at times, but also feels so exciting. I think so often we're scared to be beginners in something. And I know for myself, often I feel resistance because being a beginner can be a challenge because you're learning new things and you're starting from the start and you are learning new skills and you're putting yourself out there and you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. But being a beginner in something is such a beautiful gift. It really allows you to recognize the cyclical nature of life. You can't just reach being an expert on something in period end of story. It's similar to alignment. It's not a destination you just go post up at. Life is always going to be moving. Life is made up of energy and energy is always moving. Look at nature. It's cyclical. Look at our bodies. They are cyclical. We are all cyclical this whole life. And so being a beginner is part of that. And I think sometimes we can get to a point where we feel like we're in an expert on we're an expert on something or we're really good at something or something comes very naturally to us and I feel so dang comfortable. We just want to stay there forever in that cozy little cocoon where we have everything under control and we know exactly how to do it and to kind of plunge back out of that cozy spot and start again can feel so incredibly daunting. But on the other side of that push, that leap, that jump off the cliff to learn how to fly outside emerging the cocoon, become a butterfly. Wow, I'm really just coming up with all the analogies today, but you get what I'm saying. There's so much beauty beyond that fear, so much beauty beyond that fear. So if you're on the precipice of change in your life or you've been kind of scared to do something new or try something new, Allow me to be your future self talking to you, coming at you from a place of being a beginner and telling you that there is so much beauty just beyond that leap, just beyond that leap of faith where it feels really out of control and scary and oh my gosh, what if I fail? I'm telling you, it is one of the most beautiful things in the world. So take that leap, trust yourself and also... If you're interested, I invite you to join me in noticing your relationship with lying. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram or email. Always, 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 please send me a note. Let me know what you're thinking, what your experience has been. I really would love to make connections with all of you and continue this conversation. So please let me know or if you have any questions or anything like that. And I'm so excited to continue to share my journey in my meditation teacher training program as it continues to unfold. And I'm going to link for all of you an article that my teacher wrote about her journey with observing her patterns of lying so that you can do that reading as well. I found this to be such an interesting article and maybe it will continue to spark this kind of curiosity in all of us. So I'll link that in the show notes. And as always, if you found value in today's episode, please feel free to write a rating or a review or just to subscribe to the show so that you can be updated when new episodes come out. And Until next week, I'm sending all of you so much love. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and please keep me updated. 
I would love to know what your experience is this week. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you.